You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. It's your daily dose of Donna. Happy Friday. Shabbat Shalom, as we say. Oh my goodness, you guys, I'm recording this late. I'm recording this uh, a lot later than I normally do. I usually shoot my podcast or record my podcast around 11 a.m. Pacific time. Now it's 12.40 p.m. But the reason why I'm doing this is because I've had such an a funky morning. My kids don't have school today because it's a Jewish holiday. I already said that yesterday. And so I was last night, we were at... Oliver, he's my younger son. We were at his um, playoff game, baseball, and one of the moms brought wine and we were drinking and having fun. And some of them are Vanderpump Rule fans. And like, we were just having a great time, right? And then um, came home and we tried one of the Ilya beers, which by the way, I'm going to mention how this show, Daily Dose, is sponsored by Ilya. And we now have beers in hand. And you guys, we drank this on my Instagram stories yesterday. So if you want to see us drinking it on my Instagram at this is Donna Bowling. Go and check it over there. Um, Ilia.com. You get 20% off using the code daily20. Use that code on anything and it gets shipped directly to your house. In front of me, I have the rose, which I'll be drinking this weekend, Memorial Day. Um, this is the Roble, which is a nice red wine. Maybe I'll open that tonight or tomorrow night, like a chill. And then of course our beers. And then there's a non-alcoholic wine that's coming out. Go to ilia.com. Beautiful wine. I'm telling you, it's drinkable. It's lovely. It's a great gift. The bottles are gorgeous. I'm going to show you the beer over on TikTok. Look at that. Such a pretty bottle. Um, my husband and I like it. My We were having fun with it. So I'm just going to move these a little bit to the side so I don't knock them over like yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So last night I was out, you know, not late at all. Like I got into bed at 9 o'clock and I fell asleep really early. I tried so hard to watch Selling Sunset, y'all. I'm trying. I am trying to do the Lord's work. I'm just not that into it. I understand that it's good drama, but it still feels just – I think we're – you guys, we have a problem. We have a problem, and I'm going to explain to you right now what this problem is. Are you ready? We are spoiled with Vanderpump rules. This reminds me of like when you have a boyfriend, right? When you have a boyfriend who treats you like a queen, 
And then you guys break up for whatever reason and then you meet another guy and he like doesn't call you that often or doesn't check in with you or he's just like not – maybe he's a nice guy. Maybe he's sweet, but he's not that, right? Or it's like when you have really good time in bed and then it's like you don't – we're screwed. Like where are we going to go from this? How are we going to enjoy any other reality show after Vanderpump? Everything seems like eh. I mean, I guess the Real Housewives New Jersey reunion seems a little bit dramatic and fun, but nothing seems so real, which brings me to my conversation about why I couldn't stay up during Selling Sunset last night, but also like the Kardashians. So I posted this in my Instagram stories. I think this is so funny. The Kardashians are finally, I think, finally going down. And I don't, you know, root for anyone going down, but I do think that we talked about overexposure with Ariana and the potential for it. I think the Kardashians have had that now for many years. And I think a lot of people have fallen off that train, myself included. Like I personally used to be a fan of that show. I even really liked their season one of the Hulu show. I could not watch season two. Like, and season three three just came out. And they asked on Instagram, I'm sorry, on Twitter, both Kim and Chloe had asked on Twitter, like, who's excited? Who's watching with us tonight? You guys, the replies were like, nope, it's Vanderpump night. Nope, into Vanderpump. Sorry, not into it. You guys didn't miss you. No, not, no, no, no. And even like Hulu's sponsored tweet on um, on Instagram has the same thing. And I don't know if you guys are like this, but or if you're seeing this, but seriously, it's like yesterday, pop-ups everywhere. On page6.com, on dailymail.com, on, you know, um, oh my gosh, what am I doing to my jeans down here? I'm like ripping myself apart. I'm not comfortable. I'm having a day. Um, on, uh, on all of these... Everywhere you look, it's like Kardashian, sponsored by the Kardashian. Even listening to Jeff Lewis yesterday or this morning. No, it was yesterday. Uh, have you? The Kardashians are back tonight. Like everyone is talking about the Kardashians. The Toast, which is another one of the podcasts I listen to. I wish we could get the numbers on Hulu. Unfortunately, you cannot get the numbers on Hulu. Now, I will tell you some good thing when – this is the way my brain works. Ping pong, right? So yesterday, I was sitting at the baseball game, my son's baseball game. And I'm just going to be honest. Like I – When you are on a baseball team, a kid's sports team in Los Angeles, you're going to either have celebrity parents on the team or industry parents, right? Like they're definitely involved. Some of the parents on the team are either celebrities or agents, managers, um, producers, works at networks and work at networks, you know, whatever. So a lot of people on our teams, like some celebrity parents that I've had before, Jamie Lynn Sigler and her son, Jamie Lynn Sigler's son and my son were on the same baseball team a couple years ago. If you guys don't know who she is, she's from The Sopranos, the daughter, Meadow, I think her name was. Um, I had a team with Hillary Duff. So Hillary Duff was, um, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, Hillary Duff's son was also on my son's team another year. I'm trying to think who else we had. We've had so many over the years, you guys. Um, so it's really, it's kind of like cool. It's a fun LA thing. It's not like, you know, it's just fun to see real people in that, in that way. But um, 
But last night, you know, we were drinking wine at the game. One of the parents brought a big bottle of wine and we're watching. It's a playoff game. It's like high stress. But I talked to this one guy who is lovely and he is, oh, you guys, I got there. You remind me of Candace Cameron every day. You can't, it's like drink when I get told. I remind them of Cam- Candace Cameron on TikTok. It's so funny. Um, so one of the guys that is a parent, a dad on the team, he is a very big kind of higher up at Spotify. And so I asked him yesterday, I was like, you got to, you got to tell me. Cause he came in he's like, so, uh, call her daddy. What'd you think with your girl? Cause he knows my obsession. I was like, it was so good. I listened to every single minute of those two hours and he goes, so did the rest of the world. He said the numbers were phenomenal. Didn't tell me exact, but he said the numbers were amazing and honestly call her daddy. So he said that Joe Rogan on Spotify is like the top dog it's the top dog on Spotify. It blows all the other shows out of the water. And then guess what number two and number three shows are? Call Her Daddy is one. And then the other one I was so surprised by because I don't really even know about this person. Like I've heard this person, but I was shocked when he said that this show on Spotify is always number two after um, Joe Rogan. You guys tell me. I'm going to give you guys a minute to think about it. It's a Spotify exclusive podcast. Okay, I'm going to say it. Um, Emma Chamberlain. And I was like, who is that? Like, I've heard her name before. I guess she's a big YouTuber. She has, he goes, every single person between the ages of 13 and 24 listen to Emma Chamberlain. He's like, really? He said, a bad show. Now, this is going to trip you guys out in terms of numbers. A bad show for Emma Chamberlain for Emma Chamberlain on Spotify is 10,000, sorry, 10 million listens. A bad show, meaning one of the lower performing ones has 10 million listens and I don't even know who she is. Isn't that trippy? It's always so interesting to me. So I guess we're not in the, we're too old for Emma Chamberlain, but you know, who needs Emma Chamberlain when you have Donna, Donna Daily Dose? right? Yeah, it's trippy. And I asked about Joe Rogan. I was like, what about Joe Rogan? And he goes, his lower, like his mid to low, whatever, like 50 million approximately streams Joe Rogan gets per episode. So I asked, I said, did you guys pay Ariana for that, for that um, interview? And he's like, nope. I said, come on. He goes, nope. I want to believe it, but then, you know, he did say something interesting that um, if you perform on a Spotify show, like musically, if you perform on a Spotify show, you can get a performance fee. Like John Mayer performed like a couple songs on Call Her Daddy, not like with a big stage or anything. He just brought out his guitar. And so he got a performance fee. But he said a lot of people get some sort of like a little bit of a a fee, but they usually give it to charity. I'm like, you did not pay Ariana. She chose Call Her Daddy. But actually, you guys, it makes sense. Because Ariana's not going to go her first interview back on like her real long form first interview. She's not going to go on, um, you know, uh, Diane Sawyer or on like Oprah. It doesn't track. It's weird. It's not her audience. Call Her Daddy is her audience. And I thought it was an incredible episode. And I've had a lot of, I've heard lots of things about Alex Cooper through the years. I'm not like a stan at all. I'll listen depending on who the guest is. But 
I thought she did an amazing job for that one um for that one uh episode. I thought she did her research just like Howie Mandel didn't and I think she knew that she had to get some serious serious like make sure she asked the hard questions because of the way Howie Mandel got like just skewered over on um his his time doing it, right? So yes, I agree. It was like a friend's conversation. It felt like we were part of the crew that were drinking rosé. Honestly, if it wasn't 1249, I would be opening my rosé right now. Like I'm so out of it and tired. I feel like I could just throw back a rosé with you guys. I am getting a massage at 2 p.m. today. My husband got me a massage for Mother's Day, but I canceled it because you guys will understand this. A man, he hired, a, like he called them a massage place and they only had a man left at this one massage store or whatever, like massage place. It wasn't the massage place, but you know, and they only had a man left. And I said, uh-uh, sorry, I don't want to get massaged by a man. I want to get massaged by a woman. Okay. Don't judge me. Um, that being said, I never got that massage. So today when I woke up at 4 a.m. for the day and then worked out at 5.30 and then went and worked out again at nine at yoga. So I've done two workouts. I'm a mess. I'm so tired. But you know what? I just want to go and relax and enjoy my massage. Okay, let's get back into the gossip. So I talked about Ariana. I talked about Call Her Daddy. I talked about Spotify. Um, Okay, you guys, you would think, thanks for all the follows, by the way, on TikTok. You guys are awesome. Um, I come here live every single day. I need to do something with my hair. Can you guys tell I'm delirious today? Like, I feel, I feel like you're not getting a normal version of me today (laughs) with my hair like that. Um, Okay. I heard someone else prefers women. Ray, we're not talking about that while we're recording and it's not me. Okay. So unless she's Lala, because Lala was so hot at that reunion. I talked about that already. My husband was like, what? Donna. Um, So let's get back into some gossip. Vanderpump Rules. Tom Sandoval. Tom Sandoval. You know what? Tom Sandoval gets killed with his affair coming out. His band gets raked through the coals. His hair gets raked through the coals. His girlfriend, Raquel, gets – everyone gets kind of skewered and killed on on social media by, uh, you know, circus Tom Sandoval. But he decides finally – the one thing that he decides he cannot handle anymore, this is enough for him, I can't do this anymore, are his freaking nails, his nails – he, is, he decided this is the hill I'm going to die on. So basically Glamour Magazine, which when was the last time you guys read Glamour? I mean, this is the best thing for Glamour ever because like Glamour has literally had no press. Like who's talking to Glamour anymore? So Glamour Magazine, I know with me playing my, with my hair, you YouTubers are going to say like, oh my God, you're fidgeting so much today, Donna. Sorry, sorry, sorry. White nails for life. Okay. Do you have white nails, Sarah? So Glamour Magazine who's been completely irrelevant, I think. I mean, maybe Glamour.com is a little irrelevant, irrelevant, but I don't see anything Glamour, like at all. But anyway, they had an article about how Tom Sandoval has ruined his white nails. He's ruined white nails for everybody. And the truth is, it's so funny because a few months ago, or like probably a month or two ago, I can't even remember anymore, I went out to dinner with some girlfriends and they both had white nails. But this is before like we got into like the finale and reunion time. 
and I took a picture of their nails and I was like, Tom Sandoval was spotted here. And I got so many DMs like, Tom Sandoval's at the restaurant with you. And I was like, dude, no, I'm talking about his nails. But yes, when I see white nails right now, I see Tom Sandoval and it's, he's, she's not wrong. And I went to the nail salon yesterday and I got my French nails for the wedding I'm going to next weekend. And I'm like, no, thank you. I will never get white. Never. Even just seeing the French makes me think, do I look Tom? Do I, am I like, am I feeling Tom a little bit? Um, I don't know why he's, you know, obsessed with the white nails. I find it interesting. I find it like now it's just a part of who he is and he's going strong with that. Like he had to have it at the reunion. He has it still now on stage. And speaking of on stage, did you guys see that TikTok yesterday that was circling around where he was in Houston or Austin and he just jumped up at some karaoke bar and was singing? What the hell? It was real bad. Well, he shaved off his mustache back on Howie Mandel, so he's kept it off. And I'm not going to lie, like Tom Sandoval in general is a good looking guy. I don't think I like his style or his vibe, but Sarah posted on Instagram a reel where she went to his show. We have thoughts about that, Sarah, but he went, she went to his show and she filmed him moving around and dancing without a shirt on. Like if he wasn't Tom Sandoval for all intents and purposes, I think girls would be like, that's a hot man. His body is like ripped. Maybe he's on Ozempic. Is he on Ozempic? Um, or no, on Ozempic, you're supposedly, you supposedly, supposedly lose muscle and hair. So I don't know if he's on Ozempic, but let's talk about the fact that he got so mad. So this article on Glamour basically said that she's, he's ruined it for everyone. He decided to take that article. He decided to post it on his Instagram stories and said, um, of course I took a photo earlier, but like, why would I have it in front of me? Because I am totally, completely, um, un prepared. I am so unprepared with um with life right now because I'm on no sleep. But he he basically, oh, here's the article. The article says Tom Sandoval has ruined white nail polish for everyone. Um truly a white manicure is the only thing Sandoval has been loyal to all season. I'm going to get into that in just a moment really fast. And Tom Sandoval just went wild over it. I'm pulling up Us Weekly so I can read it to you. He put it on his Instagram stories and he basically screenshot it and said, "So sorry, nothing I wear seems to ever look good." Except he spelled seams like a seam on your shirt, S E A M S. And I'm sorry if you're Tom Sandoval and you're not on stories that often and you get your one chance spell right. Let's you gotta spell right. Like, do you have anyone there? Do you have autocorrect? Like, there's gotta be someone that's like, hey, Sandoval, it isn't gonna work. Um, you gotta you gotta figure something out here, right? Then he said, at least have the courage to at me, meaning tag me if you're gonna talk. Shit, I thought your mag magazine was about being positive. Also, what happens when I wear all the colors at Michigan Pride shows? Okay, so now he's trying to take them down that they're being, you know, anti-LGBTQ. Like what? Okay, that's not the case at all, but they're right. And I saw a lot of Instagram comments on different people's accounts that are saying like, but it's true, I am not getting white nails right now. Like we all have to take a break from white nails, right? Um, and then he went and continued and like took a picture and screenshot and basically said of the of the journalist that was part of it and was like, you are, um, what did he say? Something along the lines of, uh, you consider yourself a journalist, which is, should be unbiased, this and that. It's just crazy that this is the hill that he decides to, uh, you know, die on when 
everything around him is getting talked to the ground, like everything. Meanwhile, I thought about this, and we're going to segue a little bit into these death threats that Raquel, Rachel, and her family are uh, speaking to the FBI. Okay. Um, Does he not have a PR team to help him at all? He's constantly shooting himself in the foot. 100% he has PR. I don't know if he's listening to them. And he also has a manager who, by the way, according to his Instagram, Ryan Ravel, who I actually used to talk to when I was a casting director. And I thought to myself, do I need to reach out to him and pull some strings and be like, I think I thought this at like four in the morning. I was like, do you think I need to reach out to Ryan and be like, dude, how do we get Sandy on on my show? I mean, I'm not joking. Like, I used to talk to him. He used to be at another management company. I'm trying to think where he used to be. He used to be at Ryan Revel as his manager. He used to be at... Now he's at Good Fear, which is the company that he's got. Oh, yeah. He used to be at Bender Spank at Artistry Blueprint. Yes. These are all the things I used to talk to him all the time. Guys, what if I get – I don't think I want to interview Ryan, but I would interview Sandy in a second. Are you kidding me? Who wouldn't, right? And I would do a better job than Howie. Um, but he wouldn't come to me because I'm like a small thing. He would go to, you know – the big ones. But I'm growing. I'm growing. You just, you wait. Just you wait. Okay. So we're going to keep moving on our, uh, you know, obviously you guys probably saw this already that Raquel, Rachel's family has now contacted the FBI because apparently they're getting death threats. A lot of people are like, this is another abuse of, of, you know, the police and the court system. This is another, uh, you know, uh, like a, uh, basically an exaggeration. I posted in the Daily Dose of Donna Facebook group today. By the way, if you're not part of that group, go in and uh, find it, Daily Dose of Donna. And I will, of course, accept you in. We talk about all kinds of stuff in there. So I posted it in there and a lot of people are like, whoa, this is too much. And then some people are like, doesn't this seem a little suspect? Here's what I think. I do think that there is actually people out there that are sending death threats to Raquel. Why? Because I get crazy things and I'm a nothing, right? Like I'm a nothing and I get people that send me messages. Ah, thanks, Lourdes. I get a message from people that are like, you are, um, you are so annoying. Shut the fuck up. This and that. Like I get horrible DMs myself, not all the time, but if a, a post goes viral, like Bethany stands, oh my God, Bethany fans, they hate me because of my post the other day. So if I'm getting it, of course she's getting it. So I wouldn't put it past her if she's getting some pretty intense things. And you know what it is? It's people like Lala in the sense that they are projecting their own shit on Raquel. Because I do think that like no one actually thinks Raquel deserves that. But I do think that there's probably some girls out there that have been burned and killed by – not killed. That's like a horrible way to put it. But like burned by maybe their best friend that's hooked up with someone else, their their boyfriend or whatever. And so this is so triggering to them that it's like they are putting it out there for almost like a projection like Lala is with Sandoval, I think, about Randall. I think the reason why Lala got so – crazy the other day on the reunion with Randall. I really, I mean, with Sandoval, I really do think is because it is triggering for her. It feels very like she is, um, you know, she is basically feeling very 
like this is the same situation, but it's not the same situation, but she thinks it is. Okay. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. So it's, it's definitely a, um, a tricky situation, but if people are sending her those death threats, I don't even think Ariana would want that. I think that, you know, we got, we got to take it down a notch. And honestly, this is something else that I think. I think that what I, my prediction this whole time was that Raquel is not in a facility, but my prediction is that she's been held in her house. Her parents are watching over her. She's not allowed to have a phone. She's not allowed to watch TV in terms of like this stuff. She's not allowed to watch the news. She has no, like, she shouldn't have any kind of connection to the inside world. I mean, to the, like, this world. I think her parents are probably really trying to protect her right now. And that being said, that's why she sent the the letter. I don't think she has a phone. And because of that, Sheena and Brock said that they don't think Raquel's going to be on the show next season because her parents won't let her. Now, I don't know how, how as an adult your parents still have control over her, but maybe they're footing a, the bill for her life and who knows what. This is an Amazon sweater. Um, if you guys are watching on YouTube, I'm getting a ton of comments about it on TikTok. I said that I would put the link in my Amazon store. So when we're done here, let me do that. It will take me a second, but I will put all my Amazon finds. I have so many um, cute Amazon – pretty much everything you guys see me wear on the show – if you like the top, I mean, I always wear jeans or whatever, but if you like the top, I will uh, make sure that I link it. Okay. So I don't think she'll be back on the show. If she's back on the show, she is legit a glutton for punishment. She wants, she wants this horrible attention. If she goes back on the show, it's walking into the lion's den. It's essentially going into the lava. You will get hurt. You will get burned. You will get skewered. You will not come out of this well, no matter what. There's not an edit that can make Raquel look good. I guess you will get money. That's the one thing you will get. But is money worth it to just have an incredible bad? Because I don't think Raquel's literally, I don't think she's capable of coming off in a likable manner anymore. Because we know too much and we've seen too much. And even if she came back super, super remorseful, we'd all think it was fake. Because if you're remorseful now, where was your remorse when you were on the show? Like when you first got found out and at the reunion, we, we didn't see any of it. When you're watching the reunion like this, you know? So it, 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 it's going to be really hard for her to come back. In my opinion, I think she's got to just go off to the hills and be one of those reality stars where like in 10 years, people are going to be like, oh my God, what happened to Raquel from Vanderpump Rules season 10? It's kind of like when we see one person doing one season of the real world and they just like shock the world and then we never see them again. That would be my suggestion. It's a horrible, horrible way to go because like to live your life. You know what it reminds me? Any Cubs fans here? Any Chicago people here. My husband is a Chicago fan. And it's funny because my ex-boyfriend before my husband that I was with for five years was also a Chicago guy and a Cubs fan. I met them both here in Los Angeles. This is the craziest part because I live in Los Angeles, which is obviously a big city. They both, their families both lived off the same exit in the Northern part of Illinois. Okay. Same exit. So when I went to go visit my ex-boyfriend, we would get off on that one exit and I could tell you guys, essentially by, um, if you if you guys know Northern Illinois, it's like by uh, Great America, whoa, Great America over there, okay? So we would get off on one exit. And then when I went home with Lance, we went on the same freeway and we got off on the same exit. I was like, you've got to be freaking, 
of all the people in the world that I date, my ex-boyfriend of five years and my current husband of now 12 years are from the same goddamn exit in the north part of Illinois. It still shocks me. I mean, that is kind of crazy, right? Anyway, um, he, remember, do you guys remember the big story? And now I'm not going to be able to come up with his name. Who's the guy that caught the ball during the freaking game and he ruined the game? He put his hand over the the field, grabbed the ball, and he, Bartman, Steve Bartman, right? Steve Bartman? Steve Bartman ruined his life from that one moment. And that story has always, always, always intrigued me. Do you guys ever think about people like that, that do that one thing? that mess up their entire life. He put his hand out. He caught the ball. It would have been caught by a player. The Cubs went on to lose. They were going to go on to the World Series. They went on to lose. And once again, they didn't win the World Series. And this was before they won their last time. And so literally like the entire world was hoping for the Cubs or all of Chicago. He got, he had to completely in his life as, as he knew it. That one catch changed his entire life. You guys, death threats, had to change his identity, had to move, had to quit his job, lost friends, had to like, his entire world changed. So I always think about that story because I also, okay, Canary saying he's kind of off the hook now since they won the series. I think people are a little bit less angry, but I don't know if he can like walk the street saying I'm Steve Bartman in Chicago without getting something. I always feel so bad for him him because it's a seriously a mistake. Now, Raquel, it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a one-time thing. It was an intentional choice. This was a long time. And then she had continuous mistakes over and over and over, even since she's been discovered. It's a little bit different. But this one mistake that she made that snowballed into a life, like a long affair, has turned her life into something she will never recognize again. How devastating for a parent to see this. How devastating for her mom. I don't know her mom from anyone, but like, if you're a mother and you love your kid, I would just cry every day to know that my kid did this to themselves. Just horrible. Um, That being said, do you think Sandoval gives a flying F right now that Raquel is in hiding or in a facility or having mental struggles or doesn't have access to a phone or has had to like go off the radar? Do you think he gives a flying F or is he just too busy on stage getting the attention? What is happening, you guys? Does Sandoval feel guilt in this situation? I keep thinking about it. I feel like if I had a a situation like this and I had an affair and the guy was like, falling apart, right? Like was the most hated person in the world now and literally just like was awful and everyone wanted, you know, now getting death threats and like in a facility, whatever, mental health struggles. Like I don't think I would feel in good conscience like going on stage and like, yeah. What the hell, you guys? I'm so interested to know what is going on with Raquel and Tom now. This is all I care about. (sighs) Who cares about anything else, you know? And honestly, like, yes, there are bigger things in the world for those of you naysayers here on YouTube and TikTok, like care about real problems, starvation. Yes, I care about it all. We can care about that and this, okay? 
So a lot of you guys think he's a narcissist. He doesn't give a crap. He is actually enjoying the attention. Yes, he definitely does not like Ariana's success, no question. What do we think about Raquel and Brock rumors? I think Ariana put that to bed real fast on the Call Her Daddy um, episode. I don't think there's any truth to that. Also, Brock. Brock is so, so hot. Does anyone agree with that? That short hair, the accent. Like I was, I never saw him that way before. But now, whew, Sheena did well there with that Brock. He's like, every other Aussie, should I move to Australia? Oh my God. Single ladies, go to Australia to find yourself that man. Um, so, okay. So Raquel, yes, the death threats should stop. That should not be the case. Obviously, the FBI will take it seriously and they'll find it. And if they do find it, they'll find it. Um, okay, what else? Sandoval, we talked about the white nails. We talked about the fact that we don't think Raquel is coming back. Jeff and Stu, for those Jeff Lewis fans, I have to give you an update. Basically, Stu and Jeff are trying it again. They're trying to get together. They're trying one more time. And let me tell you something. I, oh, what was on the phone? Let me tell you something. I'm this close from being over, ever wanting to hear any of it ever again. Do you guys know how annoying it is to be friends with someone who can't get over making the same mistake over and over and over and over? And you know how it's going to end. You know they're going to call you crying about the guy that didn't treat them well. But then the next time the guy calls, they say, okay, let's go out. This time is different. I think there's like a certain amount of times you can give a a chance until it's done. Like if I never got back together with Lance after he messed up when we were dating, because he broke up with me when we were dating, because he said that, um, he called, he said square peg round hole. We've talked about this before. If I never gave him that second chance, we would have not been married. So I do believe in second chances. And I even kind of believe in maybe third chances, depending on the situation. But this is 475th chance. We got, we got to be done. We got to be done. Yes, I ended a friendship over the situation. It was a never-ending drama. I mean, truly, it's it's too much and it's I'm so over it. I'm so over it. So Jeff either needs to never talk to us again about Stu, good or bad, or he needs to be done with it. And, and I, I just think we're all, we're bored. It's like the boy who cried wolf. How can you get so invested anymore? Someone's asking what happened to Gage. Gage and, and Jeff are very, very much you know, not together. Um, Gage and Jeff share their daughter Monroe and it's just legal troubles. But Gage, guys, what about this? Gage is dating Jeff's second ex. So Gage and Jeff were together for a long time. They divorced or they broke up. They share the daughter. And then during COVID, he was dating Scott and they had a long relationship. And Scott was with um, Jeff knowing all the drama about Gage and how bad Gage was being. And now a few years later, Scott and Gage are together. I guess that can only happen in gay relationships, right? Where your ex becomes a lover with your other ex, but, or same sex relationships, right? But I will say, you know, what does happen a lot is the Kristen Doty and thanks for the hat, the Kristen Doty and the Ariana friendship. Because my mom became best friends with my dad. When my mom and my dad divorced when I was a baby, my dad went on to date another girl who hated my mom. And my mom hated her when they were together. But when she realized my dad was crazy (laughs) and broke up with him, she and my mom became best friends. 
we were we spent all the weekends together. I was with my mom, my dad's ex wife, and my dad's ex girlfriend together. It was so confusing as a kid. Does that? Do you guys know situations like that? It's interesting how people sometimes connect over their shade, shared hatred or shared trauma over the same guy or the same girl, same relationship. I bet it happens so often. In fact, I know it happens because the other day I was out to at a steakhouse here in LA with my husband, with my husband, with my girlfriends and my husband and his and the husbands. And we ran into one of my girlfriend's moms and she was at the bar hanging out with another one of her dad's ex-girlfriends. So they basically now live in the same apartment building. The ex-wife and the ex-girlfriend both hate the dad and they're best friends. Like this is a common thing. You know what else is incredibly common? The Rachel and Ariana and Tom Sandoval thing. Because my very close friend is a therapist and she says, you don't understand how often it happens where someone dates their best friend's husband or like screws their best friend's husband or their best friend's wife. This is super common. So I'm looking at all of you guys that want to be close with Lance and I. Looking at you. Happened to you while you're pregnant, I'm hearing on TikTok. Very common. I've known two couples. It happens to This is a common thing, which makes me wonder, it's not a psychopath or sociopathic thing to have the affair if it's happening so often. I guess it's the reaction to it and the remorse for it, which is the hard part. Oh my God, you guys all have stories. My mom and dad were friends with the woman that became my stepmom. My husband of 11 years cheated on me with somebody who was pretending to be a really good friend. Holy moly. Best friend. Oh my gosh, you guys. I don't want any friends. I'm only going to have gay guy friends from now on. So if you're a gay guy, just call me and we can be besties. And every hot girl, if you're a girl, don't be my husband's and my friend. Okay. I'll never introduce you to Lance. Just kidding. I'm not going to be like that. But if it's a real thing, it's a real thing. It's pretty crazy. Okay. This was literally a freaking random tangent Friday. Like what happened here? Yeah. The Shania Twain, Denise Richards, Heather, Heather, uh, uh, what's her, Locklear. Yeah, this is so crazy. You guys have, (laughs) this is the best comment. That's why I love dogs better. All right. That's why we have to spend time with each other. You guys daily dose of Donna. It's a place where we can connect. It's a place that we can have fun together. I go live every single day on TikTok while I do this, if you want to be part of the conversation. So make sure to follow me on TikTok. If you want to watch here on YouTube, I always appreciate the subscribes, the likes, the shares, make sure everyone, um, in your circle, uh, knows about this podcast. I really truly believe that this show is is, well, I just know it's growing. It's growing and more people are hearing about it. And I, um, it better grow because I'm, I'm loving every second of it and I don't want to stop doing it. Oh, this is the first time I could get through a live. You guys. Okay. So here's what you, if you want to not miss the live, this is what you got to do. Go join my Facebook group which is Daily Dose of Donna, the same name as the podcast, go join my Facebook group. And then what I'll do is starting Monday, every single time I go live, I will just post on the Facebook group. Going live in 10 minutes or whatever. So at least you kind of get an idea. Or should I do a text message? Let me know if you guys like text message communication. So I can just shoot out a text and be like, going live at 11 a.m. Pacific time on TikTok. If you want to join the live for today's episode, just let me know Um, because I'm happy to do that. I think that's like kind of fun also because I could send you a text and be like, Raquel was seen. 
Or I can text, send you a text and be like, Raquel has three heads. Allegedly. Okay, text are your favorite. This is interesting. So you guys like this idea. Hmm. The Facebook group, the, I hate Facebook too. The only reason that I have a Facebook group is because I like the ability to connect with you guys. So, okay. So let's do, let's do a, a te- I used to have community like two years ago and then I stopped because I thought people were annoyed with it because I was texting about like business stuff. Um, okay. So let me get a text thing set up. And I'll talk about it on the show. All right, you guys. Remember, go drink your Ilya wine. I-Y-L-I-A.com. Use code DAILY20 for 20% off, not only for yourself to get beautiful wine shipped directly to your door, but also to, uh, you know, support me and the show. This is a great way. It's a win-win. You can buy gifts for your friends, for your family. It's beautiful wines and beers. Supporting a women-owned business. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Have an amazing weekend. And Memorial Day is TBD. Maybe I'll show up with a surprise episode. Talk to you guys later. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.